Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey guys, we're on the monorail, and uh, hey, I heard they might get rid of Dinoland USA. What? Finally. No, I love that place. But it's so tacky and weird. Oh, it's Disney magic, man. You have to overpay for playing games. I don't pay for games, period. I'm not going to overpay for them. No, no, oh, it's so realistic, Alex. Why wouldn't you get rid of it? It makes no sense. Because I stand with Chester and Hester. Okay. I can't support anything until I see on Disney Plus. Today we'll be giving the his on Dinerland USA. And if you're listening, you could be watching us live. If you join our Groove Troop, you have access to our Discord channel, which we do live recordings on Wednesdays. You also have opportunities to win things when we give giveaways. As little as $2 a month, you can be a part of this. You can also follow us in social media under Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And in our bios, you can find our links to Linktree, which has more links to join the Patreon or go to TeePublic to get some merchandise. And we also have a YouTube channel, which is Pod as well. If that's not enough for you... You can send us an email, dishispod at gmail.com. And you know what, Alex? I think it's finally starting to work. I think it's starting to resonate with people. We got some fan mail. What? Maybe we do a jingle for fan mail. Maybe we do a jingle. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We probably do a jingle yeah, want, fan mail. Hey, if you have an idea for a fan mail jingle, email us at dishispod at gmail.com. Fully done, like, we, like so that we don't even have to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure it has some kind of Disney uh, thing going on there. Uh, actually, you know what? We actually have two fan mails this week. I forgot. Oh, my gosh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with the first one. Our first fan mail is from longtime listener, longtime Patreon, Ryan. And when Who? I say longtime, I mean, like, he's been on this earth for a long time. It's old Ryan. Oh, old Ryan. The classic Ryan. Sorry, vintage Ryan. Um, he writes and says, so when I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs every morning to help me get large. Now that I'm grown, I have salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, Ryan. Um, and that, that was, um, well, technically it wasn't our first breakfast email because we did get one live during the show from Adam. But uh, our second breakfast, we were, I think breakfast is catching up to dinner and lunch now. So dinner and lunch crew, you know, chime in to, to, to if you guys think it's a more superior meal. Um, our, our, our bigger <laughs> email of the week is from listener Brooke. First of all, Brooke, thank you so much for reaching out. I really enjoyed reading your email. And here's what she has to say. So... <laughs> she said, my name is Brooke. I'm finally getting around to sending you the coveted email. Memories, memories, memories. And she says, very short. Although I'm a devoted listener of the podcast, I haven't been to Disney World since the summer of 2008, the year I turned 12. Like most sixth graders going to a theme park, I wouldn't settle for anything other than a fast-paced thrill ride. At one point, however, I somehow persuaded to let my mom choose the ride. The audacity. As, in, as it was essentially my first time at Disney, I didn't know much about any of the rides and social media spoilers didn't really exist yet. So, of course, uh -huh. my mom chose living with the land. <laughs> as you can imagine, I was becoming more and more devastated as the ride progressed. I ruined the entire rest of the day because I was so angry at my mom for putting me on a ride that made me learn against my will. Dot, 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 on summer break. <laughs> Not a crazy memory, but my mom will never let me live it down. And I always come up multiple times a year. That's amazing. Um, I actually didn't read that part because I wanted to read it live. That was really, really funny. Thank you so much, Brooke, for sending that in. Um, 
she has a little bit extra. She's had a podcast idea. She's had in the most recent episode. You talked about the McDonald's tubes in the dinosaur ride. Mm-hmm, so yeah. it got me thinking maybe an episode where you discuss some of the Happy Meal collabs that McDonald's did with Disney. Mm. Their toys had such an impact on me growing up. That's a really good idea. That's a good th- idea. I think that maybe if there's not enough on that, we could do other partnerships with like other places, you know, McDonald's, yeah. Burger King, Chick, but whatever, oh, or yeah, like, yeah. you know, giveaways and stuff like that. I love that idea. I do have a bag in my closet of all McDonald's toys. I was supposed to do a video a long time ago going over them. So that would be a perfect time. <laughs> yeah. That would be a perfect time to do that. And I wonder uh, how much history you could find on that or how much I information in general. Maybe like the but, first partnership or, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. It or would maybe, be interesting. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we do a whole episode of McDonald's and their partnership with, with, uh, with, um, Disney because they have a lot of history together. Maybe there's enough there. I don't know. And then toys can be a big part of that as well. The first mm-hmm. toy, the biggest deal, the most paid for rights, how much those deals are. Who knows? Uh, we, if, if, Brooke, if you want to write the history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll do that. I love McDonald's. I have to do some field research. And then uh, uh, she ends the uh, the email by saying, P.S., you guys are amazing. Please let Joe know that he's dearly missing the podcast. This is really one of the only podcasts that I listen to where I like all the hosts equally. I hope he's enjoying his much deserved time off. All the hosts equally. I don't like hearing that. I know. I was hoping she'd give us. Uh, maybe I just maybe I just said that. Maybe she said she liked me the best and I just didn't want to make Alex feel bad. Maybe she said she liked Alex the best and I didn't want to make myself feel bad publicly. Or maybe <laughs> yeah. she actually did say that she likes all the hosts equally. I'll have um, to go read the email later. Yeah. Decipher, decipher. <laughs> Nonetheless, Brooke, thank you so much for the email. And again, if you want to send an email to us, it'll probably be right on the podcast because we love reading your your emails. You can send that over to dizhispod at gmail.com. Com. Um, she said that was the last time she was at the park is when she rode Live and Land when she was 12. Yeah. And she said she wanted to do, like, do thrill rides and let her mom pick. And then, yeah, her mom picked <laughs> Living with the Land. If Brooke, if you ever go back to Disney World and you live with you, you ride Living with the Land, please let us know if you now as an adult like it. So I think that's interesting to know. Yeah, that would be interesting. I love Living with, living with the Land now. I don't know if I would have liked it as a kid. You know, I would have been like, oh, oh yeah, man, this sucks. Learning. But, uh, yeah, learning. Yeah, learning. Yeah, learning. Ew. Yeah. Where's I'm, the pirates? I'm on a boat. Where's the pirates at? Yeah, where's the drop? It'd be funny if her mom told her there was a drop and then it never came. The drop never came. <laughs> it's coming. The, it's coming. The drop never came. I was talking about dropping these facts. <laughs> her mom's a rapper. <laughs> and lastly, before we wrap up this uh, very short intro, uh, if you haven't already left us a review on Google Podcasts or Apple or Spotify, please go ahead and do that. Give us five stars if we deserved it. If we didn't, hold off on that review. Wait until we deserve the five, then give us the five. Yes, yes. Especially yeah. on Apple because you are the majority of our listeners. Yes, you are. You are. So we need those uh, five-star reviews. Downland USA is a themed land located at Disney's Animal Kingdom. This area is focused on prehistoric creatures in what appears to be an area that was hindered by budget constrictions. However, the land has a rich backstory that, once learned, is sure to make you look at the area in a different light. In 2022, it was announced at D23 that Dinoland USA would be rethemed to Moana and Zootopia. We feel as though this land never was appreciated the way it should be. So today, we'll be given the fictional history as created by the Imagineers that worked on this land. Oh, it is going to be changed? Yeah, so... You know, a lot of these announcements are made at D23. I know there's these like what they call blue sky announcements or blue sky um, something. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of like the pipe dream stuff that probably won't happen, but that they started designing. I don't think Zootopia and Moana was one of those. I think this is almost for certain 
and um, we're getting that um, kind of already the transformation of this land with the taking down of the primeval world, which was one of the mm. main rides in um, Dinorama. So with that being taken down and you'll read like um, primeval war kind of plays a pivotal role in the parody of dinosaur, which we'll learn a little bit more. So that like the taking out of that took a huge component and kind of like one of the vital organs of that land away. Although it wasn't a great ride, the purpose of having that ride there um, was kind of like monumental. And the fact that that's gone says a lot about what they were, what their, you know, their future with the land is. But back to Dino Land USA. This is a history that I've been wanting to write for a very long time, Alex. Is it the history of the Imagineers making physically, you know, brick by brick making Dino Land USA? No, it's not, actually. This is the very first ever fictional history here on the Dis His Podcast. And, or History Pat Podcast. Why are we doing fictional history? Well, Imagineers made this history up. And all of the history that they made is yeah. in all of the details of Dinoland USA. Dinoland USA, USA is one of the most unappreciated lands in all of Disney. I would think in the world. No. Um, it's very lackluster. You go there and it's there's really not much to it, right? I mean, do you spend a lot of time in Dinoland USA? Yeah. Well, I hope that this history helps with that because I didn't know a lot about any of this stuff i knew a little bit of the lore behind it so um actually diving into it i couldn't believe how much more there was i just knew like the tip of the iceberg and uh i can't wait to get started so anyway like i said this is gonna this is the first on the dis his podcast if you like stuff like this let us know because uh maybe we'll do these every once in a while not so much like the fictional histories but this uh, i actually recorded the history for the first time ever and i made it uh kind of like cinematic storytelling so uh, I add a lot of sound effects and music. And so I hope you guys like it. If you don't, don't tell me because it'll really hurt my hurt my feelings. But if you do like it, please let me know. This is pot at gmail.com. Yeah, Chris is trying to, trying to take my job. Yeah, I gave Alex the week off. You hear his voice? He can't have that. <laughs> he can't have that. Uh, we, we, need, we need him to preserve that beautiful voice of his. Um, you know, what's funny is I remember us. I think we had a question at one point from Niels was if you could replace a land, what would you replace? And my option was Dino Land. Yeah, USA. and rightfully so. But I, you know, what? I'm I'm curious to know how you feel about this land after we uh, after we get to the his on the lore of Dinoland USA. I guess that we'll call that. I'll get. I guess we'll call that uh, this episode the lore of Dinoland USA. Maybe. What do you think? Or the backstory? The lore. Yeah, we'll do the lore of Dinoland USA because it's not really the history of the land itself. It's the history of the lore. So let's get the his of the lore of Dinoland USA. As guests walk into the entrance of Dinoland USA, it almost feels as if you left Disney property. The tacky, run-down look and carnival feel of the land is very off-brand for Disney. Looking down, you will even see cracks in the asphalt and street line paint. 
Taking a look around the land, you will see what appears to be carnival rides, as well as pay-to-play carnival games. What you don't see is the intricate history behind the land, and why every small detail plays a pivotal role in telling an amazing story. The story of Dinoland USA began in 1947, when an amateur fossil hunter stumbled across some dinosaur bones near this little town in Midwest United States. The only establishment in this town at the time was a gas station and a small convenience store, both of which were ran by an elderly couple, Chester and Hester. But anyway, back to the fossil hunter. This young paleontologist in the making had actually found rare dinosaur bones, which actually turned out to be a T-Rex, which led to more fossil hunters flocking towards the once run-down town. This led to the establishing of the Boneyard, where guests can visit to this day and be able to aid in the excavation of more dinosaur bones. The original T-Rex skeleton is still on display for visitors to see. What we talked about so far, Alex, did you know any of that about Dino Land no. USA? No, no, no. I know there's like a plaque you can read, um, but like, you know, I don't want to stop and read something. So I don't, I've never even read that plaque, but no, I did not know any of this information. Yeah. So that, that's part of the huge problem about Dino Land USA is like it has such this amazing lore and it's not really told like it's it's you really have to search and there's no shows or anything that's going to tell you. There's no documentary that's going to tell you. There's nothing there. There's I don't even think they like they, that would be cool. If they sold like a picture book that um that that, that told the lore. There, there's nothing there. Do you imagine they had a Shakespearean play? That was the history of Thailand, USA. <laughs> like uh, like in Thor, like when they do the reenactment yes, of, of yes. Thor with, with uh, Matt yes. Damon. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I'll tell you what, years ago when I went and I'm, I'm in the dinorama part of the land and I'm looking down, I'm like, why isn't Disney keeping up with their asphalt? Like it's why there's cracks in, this, in the asphalt. Like, did they actually um, did they actually take the take a parking lot and put a land on here? That's what I thought. And there's nothing uh -huh. to tell me otherwise. It's in my face, right. you know. The cool thing about this amateur, fictional amateur uh, paleontologist is that he he stumbles across these uh, T. Rex dinosaur bones, right? Well, the T. Rex in Dinoland USA, which this isn't quick fire, quick facts, but I guess I'm going to talk about it now because um, we're talked about it in the history. So. The dino, the T Rex, they her her name is Sue, right? And mm. she is the most complete uh, T Rex uh, bones, ninety percent found and excavated, right? Mm. And Disney actually helped purchase the bones with a bunch of other companies, but they actually helped purchase that. And uh, she is now Sue is now in a museum in Chicago. Um, there is a reproduction of that exact skeleton in disney oh, so really? yeah so they, they her name's dino sue and it's a reproduction and it's 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 in dino land usa now the funny thing about that is is do you know what a like a dinosaur fossil is like dinosaur bones what is it yeah like it's not really their bones no did you know that yeah not really i mean i don't i don't know like the i don't know exactly what you mean i know it takes like pressure and time but I don't know what yeah so about. i think maybe our, our chemist in the uh in the chat might be able to clarify what i'm saying but dumbing it down for me especially, it's not the actual bones. It's some sort of like uh, fossilization, if you will. Wow. <laughs> it's, Did uh, you come it's up with that word? It's this chemical that fills the place of where the bones used to be, right? So technically, uh, it's a casting of the original bone, right? Oh, really? 
Yeah, because it's not really the bone. So it's like a casting of the original bone. So the repro- so in my opinion, the reproduction that Disney has is just as real as the other one. Think about it. It's just a casting of the casting, right? Right, right. So, hey, to me, that's a real di- – that, that's, that's, that's legit. And they got it for way cheaper than – well, I guess it's not way cheaper, but – When you were saying Disneyland helped uh, Disney, pay for yeah. the excavation of a dinosaur, I thought this was all fake history. No, no, this you, is you, real. You got this into is real. real history in between the fake history kind of threw me off for a second. Yeah, no, this is real. Uh, and it wasn't, they didn't pay for the excavation. They paid, they, they bought from the original owner, I guess. And yeah, that like, uh, we just got a picture posted in chat of the T-Rex. That is mm-hmm. Sue. The real fossils were in Chicago. And, um, and that's about as real as this land gets is, is those bones being the dinosaur. So through all this uh, fictional history, um, so that that's the tie-in, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, so in this land, fictional land, someone comes across dinosaur uh, T-Rex bones, but in real mm. life, um, it's kind of centered around this real life um, finding of the of the T-Rex bones. So they tie they tie real life into into fictional, and now I just feel like everything's a lie now. I feel like what is real and what is fake. When next time you go to Disney, um, are you gonna go to this land if it's still there and yeah. excavate some bones? Yeah, well, you can. You can at their, in their little ex- excavation. No, are you going to do that? Are you going to make sure you do that next time? I will be the oldest person in there, and I won't care. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, at least I get to go do it with my kids. Yeah, so they call that the boneyard, right? And that's mm-hmm. where um, that's where visitors can uh, can dig up. I don't know if there's an age restriction. I'm going to have to look into that, because if there's not, I might be in there. I might be in there. No, it's, there's no, no, it's part of the playground area. So Oh, that's really cool that they there. have that area. Um, have you been in there before? No, I haven't. Cause every time we go to last time we've been there, our kids were just a little young to be by themselves. And we would go in the playground a little bit, but not too much. Cause we're like, Hey, we want to go do other stuff. Yeah. I think your kids would love the excavation. I don't know. The only problem is I don't know if they'd want to leave ever. Mm. Big beautiful Diz says Boneyard's age restriction is 10 and under. Uh, is there a height requirement? How can you let? How can I can let my my youngest in there? He'll eat the dirt. (laughs) Hey, whatever you got to do to dig up those bones, right? (laughs) Okay, so anyway, this is where our story begins. Uh, Keep in mind, Chester and Hester. These this you know this elderly couple just trying to make a quick or an honest dollar um, in this fictional Midwest part of the country. You know they have their gas station convenience store. The cool thing I didn't talk about this, but I I did look. uh, I saw that um, the picture of them that you can see is. Uh, modeled after the the gothic photo. What's it called? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. that famous thing. The farm. Now yeah, that yeah, you yeah. know about the birth of the town, let's talk about some of its landmarks and how they evolved over time. An old fishing lodge had seen quite its share of renovations and reimagining by the scientists, grad students, and volunteers. It had been purchased by fossil hunters and used as a museum, college dormitory, and then finally a restaurant, which is now called Restaurantosaurus. Today in this restaurant, you can find areas dedicated to a museum, dorms, the hip joint, which is a 50s themed diner, and the Dino Institute's motor pool, where you can find paintings of dinosaur in motor grease on the walls. Looking up at the sign, you will see that it initially just said restaurant. This was until students thought it would be funny and added the suffix osaurus to the end of it with a makeshift sign and paint. With the emergence of this hub for scientists to live in this small town, Diggs County was born. I love Rantosaurus Rex. Or Rantos, I'm sorry, I love Restaurantosaurus. 
so when you're in there, have you ever noticed the decor? You know, I noticed there was a lot of different kind of decor. But yeah. All I noticed was we our favorite place to eat is inside of a uh, chopped up uh, plane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really cool restaurant, little quick service restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's cheap. It's good. It's solid. Like it's you know you, you know what you're getting. Only ate there once, but um, if we ever like we're going back to Animal Kingdom next month, actually. So you know I'll be able to. Oh. Uh, I'll be able to tell them about the history, I guess, as we go there. But we're definitely probably gonna eat there because that's our favorite place. At, in um uh, that and Yak and Yeti, but with the kids, they're not gonna really really eat anything from Yak and Yeti. So we'll probably go eat at Restaurantosaurus. I like, I like, uh, I wish you could have done the history on this just so I could hear you say Restaurantosaurus the whole episode. Yeah, Restaurantosaurus. <laughs> I can't, I can't say it right twice. So yeah, it's cool. So this was originally a fishing lodge and then it turned, it, it, um, it evolved into the hub of everything. Cause like it was talked about in, in history one, there wasn't much of anything in this town. So when these dinosaur bones were found, like that was like the, the biggest thing ever for this, this small town. So they made with what they have. So this fishing lodge evolved into all these different things. And you can still see all those, all the evidence of all those things. When you go there, you see the, um, every single stage that it was in, you can see that. Um, so like after doing the history on this, I can't wait to go back. Uh, and, and hopefully before this, this, this place, gets bulldozed and see all the stuff i i like how they even had the pranks and stuff that the college kids did when they were there and when they were like helping out like there was a lot of like prankery going on is that a word those college kids no definitely not yeah definitely not a word um so um this chopped up airplane is this like do you have dibs on this? Like if someone's sitting there, do you go over them and be like, you guys give them like the look and they, they leave. Like, is, is that, yeah. that's, that's your, that's your spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I point my shirt and I go, you know, Hey, I own this place. Like, Oh man, your voice is a little raspy. I didn't even realize that was you, Alex. <laughs> you know, when I was at Disney. I was like, man, it'd be so awesome. If someone came up to me and said, Oh, you like this? His, I like this. His, it's a cool <laughs> show. And I'm like, well, fun fact, <laughs> I'm Alex from the Diz His. You want a what? picture? <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your go to at Restaurantosaurus? Um, you know what? I think I've become like you, not for the same reason as you. Yeah, yeah. I think I've become a chicken nugget, a chicken fingers fan. Yeah, man. Disney, Disney does Disney does chicken fingers. They're so the good. It's so, They're so good. good. It's so good. And that's what I like is like you can get an ordinary food in Disney with a great background, a great setting. So you're in this you're not eating in a cafeteria, you know, which I'd still eat chicken fingers in a cafeteria. But it's just better eating it in this place that was a fishing lodge turned into a institute, turned into a <laughs> dorm, turned into a restaurant So it's uh, I guess it, <laughs> it, that's why I like eating. Uh, that's why I like the backlot, not backlot tour. Oh, my gosh. The um, Backlot Express is because, mm-hmm. you know, you can just look around while you're eating your chicken fingers before you're, you're scarfing <laughs> it down before you go to see Indiana Jones. This yeah. you can um, you can forget that you're in a parking lot um, and or a, a makeshift make believe parking lot and uh, and enjoy your chicken fingers in this place. Yeah, no, I, I um, I'm a fan of quick service places that we've established that on the podcast before. This is mm-hmm. this is yeah. one of my definitely one of my more favorite ones, I think um it's definitely ours too and 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 i feel like in animal kingdom there's not a lot of plain food i guess you always eat plain food when you go 
but yeah, no, I feel like Animal Kingdom is one of those places where like if you want something plain, it's not you're not really going to find anything unless you get a pretzel or chicken fingers, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, one thing I do like about this area of the park is all the meet and greets. I know that's not part of the history because this is fictional history, not how the park is now. But one thing I do like about this is the meet and greets. And that's one thing I'll miss when they do change it to something else is they have some fun meet and greets here, like Jim and Dale rest, dressed up as dinosaurs. Yeah, I was reading an article that um, Joe Rody said that uh, they're like, why does Daisy and Donald belong in Dinoland USA? And he's like, oh, because, well, you know, birds are very closely related to dinosaurs, so they're technically dinosaurs. So they should they should be there. I guess that's so true. They find a way. Life finds a way in in Dinoland USA. The discovery of rare dinosaur bones attracted so much attention that the fossil hunters and scientists needed a new home. The now restaurantosaurus that was being used as their headquarters was too small. On April 22nd, 1978, the new Dino Institute opened. Fast forward a bit to the 90s, they hired Dr. Helen Marsh, who completely revolutionized the Institute. Under her leadership, they purchased an experimental tech and research company called Chronotech. With their technology at their disposal, they were able to uncover new technology to actually travel back in time in vehicles called the CTX Time Rovers. Inside the Dino Institute, they were able to start offering the public time travel tours to the early Cretaceous period. It is rumored that some guests who have taken one of these time travel tours became victims of a hacking attack from resident scientist Dr. Grant Seeker. Seeker hacked into the Time Rover to extract an iguanodon, however, he accidentally sent passengers to right before the extinction event and put guests on a collision course with a Floridian Carnotaurus. Thankfully, guests were brought back to the Institute without a scratch. It took me a really long time to pronounce the name of that dinosaur. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I felt that your would... pain. I know, right? It's so hard. Now, uh, rumor has it that that some guests uh, have exper were experienced being hacked by this this. Uh, Dr. Seeker fellow. Has that ever happened to you, Alex? Have you ever been no. transported back to the Cretaceous period? Yes, I have, actually. Really? So you were one of those guests? I guess I was. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, you know what? There, is there any movie or TV show or anything that they try to mess with dinosaurs and it doesn't end horribly? Like, no. I, I feel like this is very cookie cutter. Um, uh, big big investor buys experimental scientific group to somehow reproduce dinosaurs or um or visit them and then things go horribly wrong yeah always always goes wrong for the humans uh you know when it comes to things that could eat you let's not put it on the ground you know that's why we sh you shouldn't swim in deep ocean because of sharks let's not give sharks legs and put them on earth on the on, on the on, you know on the ground it's a really good point actually it's a really good point um yeah this this um i'm gonna say it, this ride i'm sorry it's you can history, say this no you can say this ride this, because this now ride we're talking, yeah i'm not a fan of the ride but my wife loves it and her friend just took her kids to this park right and her friend wanted to go on the ride her she has four kids um Preschool, kindergartner, second grader, third grader. Okay. They went on this ride and the pictures of them on the ride. Oh, <laughs> the kids are so scared when the dinosaur they, pops out. Yeah. They get you right when that, right when you they, see that dinosaur. The pictures are so 
funny. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I don't know how she got them right there, right? I think she just didn't tell him what it was. <laughs> and yeah, the, the the youngest one who's in preschool, the picture, the fear in her eyes. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I tell my wife, I said, we can't, we can't go on this ride. She goes, they can go on it. I said, first off, it's super dark. She's like, it's not that dark. I said, yeah, it is. It's super dark. Second off, it's going to scare the life out of them. And she's like, well, they won't know. I said, yeah, you can't do that. It's going to fight them forever. And then she saw the pictures of her kids. She's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do it yet. <laughs> did, did you know the backstory of the ride itself? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Because we did. We did. I think we did the history on Dinosaur the Ride. Yeah, I wasn't around for that. Um, yeah, we, that's how I knew about the history. The fun fact about the ketchup and mustard. It's because oh, we did right, do the history right. on this ride. And that, did, I didn't know it was came out the same time as Dinosaur the movie. Yeah, a little bit after, a little bit after, because they changed the name from Countdown to Extinction to Dinosaur, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah you're right. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, Dr. Grant Seeker is, I, I, I just realized that. Grant Seeker. Do you get it? Like he's seeking he seeks, a grant. Yeah, yeah. Good money. Um, that's really funny. So, but before you do the history on Dinosaur, did you know a lot of this? No, like, no, you, no. See, and, and I guess they explained it in the pre-show, but like when you're in Disney and you're like waiting, like I, it's not like you're at a movie. So like when you're watching these pre-shows and stuff, like you hear it, but you don't like, but you're so excited for the ride and you're, you might be talking to your, your, you know, whoever you're with. It's like, you don't get all of this, you know? I don't know. I watched the pre-shows pretty good. Well, not a good enough. You didn't even know. I mean, I don't memorize it, but <laughs> like when I'm in the, when I'm in the queue, I do watch the pre-shows. Um, I just never realized that um, that we were hacked. I feel a little betrayed. Really? I, yeah, I just figured that was part of the going back in time is like, like you're going back in time. Uh, dinosaurs will be trying to kill you. Like I figured that was just part of the deal. You know, I didn't realize That's that part of the deal. Yeah, didn't realize that it was um, it was hacked and we were supposed to go to like, I guess, more a, a more peaceful time, a more peaceful, uh, peaceful trip. Yeah. Very ambitious, uh, very ambitious, not only not only inventing a rover that goes back in time, but then immediately offering it to the public. Yeah, yeah, right. Like just <laughs> like, what are you going to do with this science? Oh, we're going to sell it. We're going to we're going to we're going to sell it to, to tourists. We're going to have them go back there. You know, I'm not I'm not getting in there. It's not dinosaurs, man. I'm not doing that. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sell people to do it. Um I love also how like the the facility that you're in was supposed to be like a museum and research center, and then all that just pushed to the back because now they have these rovers that go back in time. It's like oh, who cares about these dinosaur bones? You can see it in the flesh now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it will be when when uh we can recreate stuff that like that. Museums will be way different. Yeah, or go back in time. I, although I just did see the Flash last night. Uh, not uh -huh. so sure if I want to go back in time. Yeah, I know. Bungle Bad Time is always a bad thing. Yeah, you 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 do uh you like sneeze on a day you're not supposed to sneeze and World War Three. Yeah. Um, I wonder what they're gonna do this ride when the park the land closes, if they're going to tear it down or they're going to just rebrand it. Yeah, so I think they'll keep it because the initial like when they opened up Animal Kingdom, on the original sign, like on the logo, you see there's a uh you ever realize there's a dragon on there? Yeah. Like there's a dinosaur and a dragon. So like, yeah, that's because there was supposed to be like some fantasy esque land there. Uh, mm -hmm. They that never made it. I still think there's like a statue or something somewhere of a dragon or a unicorn or something. If I remember correctly, somewhere and you can, you can see it. But anyway, um, 
dinosaurs were a huge part of Animal Kingdom, where the ride will stay there because it's still like a integral part of Animal Kingdom. You know, that's the past. Like all these animals came from that. Um, so I do think they can spin it in a way that that it still will be relevant. I, it, it will be weird. Don't get me wrong with Moana and um, Zootopia. I guess more Moana because what does Moana have to do with animals? Yeah, there's no way they're keeping it dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to trying to think they're of a way they rebrand could rebrand it. I don't know how they're going to rebrand it, but I think they're going to rebrand it. I don't think they'll tear it down, even though I don't think it's that great of a ride. But I think they will probably rebrand it, and it would make most sense for Zootopia, maybe like a car chase of some sorts. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Uh, I like. And just not to talk too much about this rebrand of this land. Uh, a lot of people have a problem with Moana going in there because it's not animals and it's Animal Kingdom. But I guess it's more yeah. of the conservation um, part of it, like conserving, like loving the, the loving loving the land that the animals. I don't know. They're gonna no, spin. I, they're Disney. I think they should do no Moana because it's gonna be at, it's gonna be at Epcot. They have like a so, little mountain at Epcot. Yeah, but they can add more Moana as time goes on at Epcot. Yeah. But I think Zootopia makes the most sense. Yeah, Zootopia definitely makes. Zootopia, there's nothing that makes more sense than Zootopia and Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I guess. I, I don't know. I still say, give me Jungle Book. But oh man, Jungle Book. I know. Why was that not an original theme anywhere? Stupid. It actually was. There was a Jungle Book show in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I know. There's a show, but it yeah, wasn't, there was a. Oh, like, you mean like a whole land. land? Yeah, would make a lot of sense to have that in Animal Kingdom. But I guess it was so close to the success of Lion King. Like, yeah, we'll go with Lion King. Forget, uh, forget this movie that's more line racist that came out in the uh, it wasn't. 50s. It wasn't close to success of. Oh, 60s. you mean the part coming out was closer to Lion King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To the success of how you know how how it was like a box office success, you know, and and just went yeah. crazy. Um, Adam and Chess says, "Why does it have to be an IP? There are so many other aspects of nature that have such big potential." Yeah, well, I they just go, think they go to a zoo then. I guess that's a good point. I guess it's a really good point. Actually, don't Disney IP go to a zoo? Yeah, I guess that's a really good point. I was going to his or mine. Yours, yeah, go to a zoo. (laughs) I guess that's a really good point. Yeah, wow. All right, I guess that squares that off. (laughs) This once forgotten town had gone through a prehistoric and economic renaissance for scientists and paleontologists. But what about poor Chester and Hester, who used to be the only entrepreneurs in this quiet town? Well, they took advantage of a now flourishing tourist town. The duo opened up Chester and Hester's Dinorama, a roadside carnival that took advantage of the town's recent travel boom. They immediately converted their old gas station into a dinosaur-themed gift shop called Chester and Hester's Dinosaur Treasures. They then converted their parking lot to a small carnival that housed rides such as Triceratops Spin and Primeval World as well as carnival games with dinosaur-themed prizes. You can tell that Chester and Hester were insulted by the success of the Dino Institute because the theming of Primeval World is mocking the time travel rover tours. The Dino Institute was persistent in buying Chester and Hester's property, but the duo was also persistent in using their humor to mock the Institute and to make a quick buck at their expense. You can find a photo of Chester and Hester in Restaurantosaurus and in their gift shop. So that's my favorite part about all of the lore of this land is that Chester and Hester get the last laugh. 
because these big corporation, not big corporations, uh, yeah, big corporations come in. They try to take over this their land. They try to make this small, quiet town into this flourishing dinotopia. And they're like, you know what? Well, if you're going to do that, we still own this part of the land. We're going to make a quick buck off of off of these stupid people coming and uh, to to see your stuff. And you know what's funny, Alex, is tying this lore into real life there's actual pay to play games there like you have to pay to play those carnival games really because i've never gone close enough to actually look at them yeah you have to pay for them so it's like they're disney went too far into the lore like they actually believed their own lore and started charging uh after charging 130 dollars to get into the park they're now charging you extra money to win a stuffed animal yeah you're like you're like hey where's my free tokens <laughs> Um, yeah, so I kind of I kind of like this uh, this part. And this is what kind of makes me appreciate Dinoland USA way more because this is this is like laughable. This part of the land. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Like this is laughable. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a joke that it's even Disney. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't I was never a big fan of the area of the park because of the way it looked and the rides like that one ride you said that was down now. Prime uh, War. Yeah, that they demolished. Yeah, I. I never rode that ride, but looking at it, I would never, ever ride that ride. (laughs) And, you know, I like roller coasters, but that ride looks so scary. The way... No, I think I rode it once, actually. It's like a cat and mouse that spins. Like a cat and mouse roller coaster that, like, spins. No, I think I did ride it once, and I I swear I'll never go on it ever again. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. It feels like you're going to fall off the whole time. And it's so jerky. Oh, yeah, very, very. So jerky. Uh, (laughs) So, if you it's impossible to see the signs and stuff while you're riding that ride because you're fearing for your yeah. life. Yeah, but, really. uh, <laughs> but there are signs all over that. And it's, it's mocking countdown to our uh, dinosaur, the ride like it's mock. So Chester and Hester made this ride to mock the Rover time travel tours, <laughs> which is, mm. which is hilarious. Um, I, you know, I, I would always go into this land and be like, why is this here? Why am I staying in a parking lot? Seeing that all this was on purpose and all of this was uh, like, it's supposed to be stupid. Like, it's not supposed to look good. Like, it's supposed to look tacky. And this is kind of also like a nod to just like Americana, like, you know, Midwest carnival side of the road attraction type thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, they nail it. They nail it. You feel like side of the road. It is the road. It's a parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, it is asphalt. It is asphalt, mm. but they really wanted to just replicate like a side, a side show, kind of just uh, side carnival. And they, they did. But um, this Chester and Hester, they should they should make a movie on Chester and Hester like they this. This realistically could be a movie. This whole story, it this could, whole history could be a movie. It could be a straight to D plus movie. A hundred percent. There's been way worse that's come out on Disney plus way <laughs> worse. You should go ahead and start writing up your uh, your script. Yeah, I will. Me and you can play Chester and Hester. Oh, I call Hester. That's fine. Um, I think Chester's shorter anyway. But this really changed my mind about this, and it makes me sad that this land is probably going to go away without people knowing any of this. Like, everyone's going to be oh, thank goodness that place is gone. Thank goodness that carnival is out of Disney. When in reality, like that was all supposed to be there. Like that was all intentional. Every single thing you see there has a backstory to it. 
Should we make um, Diz his shirts that say we stand with Chester and Hester? Yeah. Yeah. Save Dino Land. We stand with Chester and Hester. Yeah. I like that. We could do um, uh, Screw the Dino Institute. Nah, maybe we won't do that. Maybe we won't do that. <laughs> I just I just thought we stand with Chester and Hester. <laughs> make it as vague as possible. Yes. We, we stand with Chester and Hester. I'm with Chester and Hester. Yeah. I, I, I do think that the that this, like this backstory deserves a movie. These these Imagineers like they, they put so much time and effort into this story that literally no one knows. Well, not literally. Figuratively, nobody knows. You know, those, uh, you know those shirts that say, like, I'm with whoever, whatever? Yes, yes. My shirt would be, like, I'm Chester and she's my Hester. <laughs> the arrow. The, the, uh, my beauty, her beast. Or, or his, his, his yeah, yeah. You could do, yeah, my Chester, his, his Hester. I'm the beauty to her beast. Or I'm, the, I'm the beast to her, her beauty. <laughs> I'm the Chester her, to her Hester. You know what's going to happen is they're going to uh, do one more um, merch run for Dinoland USA. And use all these ideas. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. All of them. We're going to get Chester and Hester shirts. And literally, uh, no, Chester and Hester was a multi million merchandise idea. It's never went into. Yeah. They, they, um, looking into this, they went way too hard on the lore, yet not hard enough. Yeah. Like they yeah. went so deep, but then they didn't share it with the world. They... <laughs> um, a movie really would have helped. You're right. A movie, a 90s straight to TV movie would have done wonders what okay so looking back i know you know if i knew what i knew now then whatever but imagine a chester and hester dinoland usa movie instead of dinosaur right dinosaur wasn't a huge huge success it was not it's a good movie yeah but no one's like running no one's like i can't wait to ride dinosaur because of the movie you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's cute that that the iguanodon's in it but like people would be like oh i can't wait to go to dinoland usa because of the chester hester movie (laughs) <laughs> so you can see their gas station so you can see their you know their parking lot carnival so you can see all the you know spoofing they did you can play their overpriced games yeah yeah and then then you'd want to pay like, oh i have to win the the stuffed animal that that chester won hester on their first night there you know what i mean like they they really <laughs> they really missed the boat on this like I, and and this is the most undisney thing ever is to go so hard at something and then just not advertise for it and not advertise like all this stuff like i can't name anything else that disney has put this much time and effort into and then just did next to nothing to promote it it makes you think like they're like some some engineers are like, hey, can we do like a deep backstory on this uh, land? They're like, yeah, sure, I don't care. And then some guys <laughs> stay up like super late, like they just got like super like a whole bunch of candy. It was up super late, just going hard on this history. They turn it in. The guy's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, let's put it on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> this is the equivalent to like when Ringo Starr uh, wrote Octopus's Garden, which is a great song. Yeah, but no one ever knows the master of Ringo Starr. Yeah, so that's the that's the lore on uh, the history of the lore of Dinoland USA. I had a lot of fun learning about this because I didn't know anything about this. I knew a little bit, but I had I, I was shocked to see that there was this much. And I was also shocked to see that people were able to uncover this much. It's kind of like this. Like we've done history in the past and Joe would be like, do it on this topic. I'm like, there's enough for history on that. And there always is. Yeah, this I never in a million years would be like, yeah, let's do history on a fake history of a land. There's no way there's enough. And there's enough. You did enough. I, I, I wish we could get the person on that came up with this backstory. Now, it was a Joe Rody, Maybe. Maybe. Probably. But um, maybe. but 
imagine if it was like some, like you said, like some low level Imagineer that just really wanted to come up with a backstory. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. In the dinosaur attractions, three pipes each feature chemical formulas for ketchup, mayo, and mustard as a nod to the land's original sponsor, McDonald's. Dinosaur does not feature an on-ride soundtrack. The only onboard audio you hear is the sound of the rover. Dinoland USA was supposed to feature a wooden roller coaster called the Excavator that would have been featured in the dig site. Dude, a wooden roller coaster would have been so I know, amazing. I know. I've ridden a few wooden roller coasters. They're really fun. They're great, yeah. You get great headaches. <laughs> the Finding Nemo musical takes place in a theater that is owned by Dino Institute. Yeah, did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Like, it's all the stuff that I would have no idea. Like, yeah, it'll say, and, and maybe maybe with the renovation of the Finding Nemo musical, maybe they changed the sign. But I saw a picture of the sign. Yeah. It said, like, sponsored by the Dino Institute. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Which is no. fake. Like, it's not real. <laughs> 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 you got some uh, Dino Institute truthers out there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dino Institute does exist. <laughs> We're going to have a whole merchandise line of Diz's Dino Land USA merch, I feel like. Yeah. We heard Diz's think Dino Land USA is a great themed area. It's too bad Disney's probably going to get rid of it. We think if they really push some publicity on it, it could become one of the best in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, perfect. Although, probably not as good as Pandora. probably maybe a hair below maybe a hair below ever roll out of bed and feel like being a little bad three cheeky chicks wax company has you covered with their villain wax melt line the sea hag melt will have you wanting to use that body language like ursula with his bouquet of roses lily lilacs and sweet violets with undernotes of musk if you feel like you're going to have a meltdown like hades Throw in the wax melt ruler of the underworld, which will fill your home with smells of lavender, rosemary, lemon verbena, cinnamon, coriander, leather, amber, and hints of smoke. Or, if you just feel like you are just the evilest one of all, get yourself the mistress of evil melt. These Maleficent inspired melts will release a woodsy scent with its crisp pine needles, white fir, clove, patchouli, oak, and sugar pine. No matter how you're feeling, make sure to visit MagicallyScented.com to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by three cheeky chicks. There are plenty of holiday sales that will allow you to buy any smell that fits your attitude. That's three cheeky chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Fan Piper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. 
Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best, and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord chat, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist. Overall, we just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month and join the Goof Troop. Just go to dizhiz.com and on top, there's a link. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. So this week in Disney, uh, Chris, what do you got for me? I'll tell you what, Alex, I have been so into comic books this last week, probably week, maybe two weeks, but I've read dozens, like literally dozens of, of comic books. I subscribed to Marvel Unlimited for the year. Me and my friend were doing a little uh, book, book group, book club, and we were reading the new X-Men. And I went from new X-Men to Venom to Secret Invasion because Secret Invasion just came out on Disney Plus today, the first episode, which I'm very excited about. So I've been reading uh, I've been reading that. Uh, I'm really enjoying uh, 2018 Venom. Um, one of the my favorite writers, Donnie Cates, did that. And um, and I'm like really far. I'm like on the 18th issue, I think I just started reading it like this week. I'm on the 18th issue. And what's cool is there's these different story arcs. So Carnage comes into play, right? So there was this whole uh, runoff of, uh, it was called Absolute Carnage. So now I'm reading Absolute Carnage. And you kind of go back between the two comics because it fills in the gaps of what happens um, during that the, the main Venom comics. It's really cool. I'm learning a lot because I, I comic books are very overwhelming. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to end. My friend's kind of walking me through it. But the Venom one, uh, if anybody is into comics or think about getting into comics, Venom from 2018 by Donny Cates, great place to start. Really, really good. And I also started reading um, The Ultimates as recommended by Sean, uh, Nick from Sandpiper's Husband. That's really good. Mm. It's about the Avengers in an alternate universe called The Ultimates. Mm. And, yeah. um, and then lastly, I'm reading, uh, like I said, Secret Invasion, which is really, really interesting because it's when the scrolls uh, invade mm -hmm. Earth. Uh, that one, that one's a really fun one too. But yeah, I've been really into comics. I think between um, watching Across the Spider Verse and playing Marvel Snap, I've just been like, you know, I gotta, I gotta learn more about the backstories of these guys. So it's gotten yeah. me really into it. Really fun though. You should uh, look up the first appearance of all the characters from Marvel Snap and then want, read all those books. Yeah, um, I do like some of the older comics. Some of the best comics I've ever read were like um, the original Infinity Gauntlet. That's like probably my favorite comic of all time. So I really like the old, um, the older, because uh, the older art's amazing. I really like that old school art style, all the vivid colors and stuff. Uh, Dane in chat says you need to play Spider-Man and Miles Morales on your PS5. It's not out yet, but I will be buying that probably if Emily lets me use her PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what did you do this week in Disney? Didn't first, do too much. No, actually, first, I'm going to interrupt you because mm -hmm. you told me to remind you about Daisy and Donald Duck at Hollywood Studios. Yes. So... When we were walking around, we saw a lot of characters coming in and out, you know, to, I guess, get water and come back out. And um, we saw Daisy and Duck walking around when we were over by, we were over by the kids area. 
the Disney Junior area, and they came. They were walked back, and then they walked came came back out. And uh-huh. then later, we went past uh, toward the opening of the park to get to our restaurant. We saw them, and they weren't doing meet and greets. They were just on like a little stage, like really, just on like not a man made stage, like a like a cement stage that's already built there. And they're just on the stage posing, I guess. Like they weren't doing meet and greets though. It's like the old school COVID meet and greets. It sounds like there was no line to greet them. There was just people gathered around <laughs> it's so as weird. they just stood there above everybody else a little bit. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of, kind of scary. Yeah. What were they planning? Donald. What were they cooking up up there? I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. Um, so that was the little thing from the park of Disney we did a while ago. I'm going to go be going to Animal Kingdom next month. So that's Ooh. coming up. Um, other thing I did this week at Disney, which isn't even Disney, but my wife and I watched a video. I think I sent it to you, Chris, but you may not have looked at it. Um, I saw this video about a ride, a new Jurassic Park, a Jurassic, a new Jurassic ride. And I was like, ooh, where you drive the 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 van, the Jeep through the ride itself. And I watched the ride through. Where is like, that? What is this? Hold on. I was like, where is this? What is this? And it wasn't an official Jurassic Park, so it wasn't universal. It was just it was just Jurassic. And you drive oh. the Jeep through like like and I was like, man, these animatronics are so crappy looking. Like they're terrible looking. <laughs> and so we're like, what is this? It was an it was a it's a little theme park in Italy. Oh, no called way. Called Hollywood uh films or something like that. Oh, that's so funny. And so they had a Jurassic ride. They have a Tower Terror like ride, but it has no, it's just like all you see is the beams that you build the building around, <laughs> but there's no building around it. And it says hotel something. And like one of the letters shivel, uh, shimmer, like move around and then fall a little bit. And then the people go down. That's amazing. Uh, it, it looks terrifying. Even though it's the same ride, it's just one drop though. Right. You, there's right. no building around it. So you just, you just get pulled up in the sky. <laughs> um, and there was like, and someone did a walk through the whole entire thing. And we're like, wow. But it was super empty. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really why. funny, really funny. That like, is man, really to, funny. Be, to live in Europe, there's probably like a, a like, there's probably like a couple theme parks every country that probably are not very big. So it's funny you say that because um, as some of you know, I'm leaving for Germany tomorrow, and uh, um, yeah. I looked up amusement parks in Germany. I was kind of interested. Yeah. There's this one. It's like Bavaria Movie Land or something, and uh, like one of the main one of the main things is like a photo op with the getting on top of the never ending story dog thing, and you can like take a picture with it. <laughs> So it's funny. Yeah, I think all these, and unfortunately, I think it just burnt down. Oh. Yeah, so I won't be going to Bavaria land. Um, oh, man. But I will be going to the land of Bavaria. Nice. See what I did there? Um, no, no Disney in Germany, unfortunately. So, no, um, I will not be able to go to a park. You know, we were going to uh, do like a European trip and we were going to head over to France. And I was like, oh, can you go to Disneyland what? Paris? Yeah. And uh, they got scrapped because of how expensive uh, plane tickets actually are these days. So just be taking the train on this vacation. But yeah, hopefully I'll be able to do something over there Disney related so I can talk about it in three weeks or two weeks. You better. Uh, yeah, I'll do something. I'm like Disney playing cards or something. <laughs> um, okay, so next week on Diz His, we're going to be doing an episode on the Tree of Life, the icon of the Animal Kingdom Park. And a fun little fact, the Tree of Life was originally going to be a carousel. So that was a really interesting uh, little fun fact. And next week, since Chris will be out of town, like he said, he's going to Europe. 
I'm going to have classic Ryan on. Old man Ryan, as, Ryan, as we referred to him earlier in the episode. Uh, he's going to be on coming on as uh, my guest slash co-host. Uh, I think you've heard him before. He's been on the, the show before, hasn't he? On a game show episode, wasn't he? There's a lot of episodes. Yeah, the yeah. Muppet Draft. That's what it was. Yeah, he was I on the Muppet Draft. I tried to erase draft. that from my memory. <laughs> of how yeah. upset he was with Ryan loves the Muppets. I'm surprised he didn't. I'm surprised he didn't do a Muppet episode for the true. episode he could do. Yeah, uh, that was a big miss on him part. His part. He'll sneak uh, Muppets in there somehow. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's next week on uh, Dizzes. All right, thank you guys for listening. This was fun. Um, I look forward to doing some new stuff in the future. We're gonna try stuff out just like we did today. So hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed making it. Uh, if you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media at dizhispod at gmail.com. So that's the lore on Dinoland USA. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. Thanks for listening, and have a magical week.